attention to the book of Genesis. Um, we have been doing a series on the different mysteries of the Bible. Uh, we've, we discovered some things even back uh, in the, uh, dealing with Adam and Eve, uh, discovering the fact who, whose Cain's father was and, and being the wicked one and uh, the fact about uh, uh, the Garden of Eden, you know, the flaming sword and, and the angelic beings and how they had had access to come in and out. There are so many mysteries in the Bible. There are so many, and they're hidden. So today the title of our message is The Hidden Mysteries of the Beginning. The Hidden Mysteries of the Beginning. Let's pray. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, once again. We pray now, Father God, that you would just hide me behind the cross. And we pray, Lord God, that you would just bring forth your revelations to your word. And, Lord God, we thank you for, for releasing those things to us, God. We thank you, Father God, for, for allowing us to dig deep down into your word. And, Father, we, we just pray now, God, as, as you come forth and bring forth your word and the hidden mysteries, Lord God, that, Lord God, it will give us a thirst and a hunger, Lord God, and we will continually begin to dig, Lord God, into your word to see what's there, Lord God, for it's more than what we realize, Father God. So, Father God, help us to dive into it, Lord God, and, and, and um, dig out the nuggets and the treasures that's hidden beneath the surface. Now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bind up every hindering spirit, and, Father God, we thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for those that are listening on the air. We thank you, Father God, that those that will be listening through uh, iTunes and podcasts. And we thank you, Lord God, for those that are listening abroad. We thank you, Lord God, for our churches abroad, uh, Pastor Elijah and, and Pastor Lawrence. And we just want to glorify and praise your name. So, God, take us to that, that on a journey now. So, Lord God, that we will begin to dig deeper and deeper into your word. This we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, Genesis chapter number one. Genesis chapter number one. Uh, you know, when we begin to think about uh, the, the beginning and the creation, we always like to look uh, basically beginning at verse three, and we kind of forget about verses one and two. We're at a place where we're in, we think, oh my God, this is, this, is, uh, this is the way it is. But today, I want to share with you what the Lord has uh, shown me. Amen. In Genesis chapter number 1, beginning at verse number 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Verse 2 says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, when we begin to look at Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, there's something that happens between verse 1 and 2. That there, there's something there that, that the writer did not put in. And, and, and that's why we have to go on a search. Okay? Now, when it talks about, in verse number 1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Now, let's move to Isaiah chapter number 45. Isaiah chapter number 45. Because we want to deal with these hidden mysteries of the beginning. There are some hidden mysteries uh, when it deals with the beginning. 
Uh, Isaiah chapter number 45. Isaiah chapter number 45. <clears throat> Are we there? All right, now, remember what verse 1 says. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Then it jumps to verse number 2 and then begins to talk about how darkness was on the face of the earth. Okay? Everything was bored, it was, uh, was bored and it had no form. Now, looking at verse number 18 in Isaiah chapter number 45. Are we there? I'm going to give you time to get there. This is just, just so crucial. Because we're talking about the hidden mysteries of the beginning. Now, looking at verse number 18, remembering verse number 1 in Genesis chapter 1, verse 18 says, For thus saith the Lord that created the what? Heavens with an S. God himself that formed the earth and he made it. He hath established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be what? Inhabited. He formed it to be inhabited. He says, I am the Lord and there is none else. If he informed the heavens and the earth to be inhabited, then why do we uh, accept uh, what mankind has said when it says in, in verse number 2 that it says, uh, and the earth was without form and void and darkness was formed the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved from on the face of the waters. Then if he formed the heavens and the earth for it to be inhabited, that lets me know that something happened between verse 1 and verse 2. That's not written. Because if he formed it to be inhabited, that means something had to be alive there. Something had to be living. Amen. So that's Isaiah chapter number 45, verse number 18. Now let's go to Job chapter number 38. Just going to walk through the scriptures this morning, okay? Because I know that sometimes it's, a, it's hard, it's, sometimes it's, it's hard to swallow um, the uh, truth. I won't call it new truth. I would say hidden truths. Amen. Because it seems to be very difficult because our mind has been set and programmed one way. Okay? Now, the book of Job, are you there? Verse number 38. Okay? Job chapter number 38. We're talking about the hidden mysteries of the beginning. Amen? Look at Job chapter number 38. Okay, we're there. Yeah, okay. Now, verse thir uh, chapter number 38 in the book of Job, verse 1 says, Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. And said, Who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? You know, sometimes we can say things to God and we don't really know what we're talking about. Amen. So, and then verse number uh, 3 says, God is speaking to Job. He says, Gird up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee and answer thou me. Verse 4 says, Where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare it if thou hast understanding. Verse 5 says, Who hath laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest, or who hath stretched the line upon it? Now, pay close attention to the next few verses. Now, verse 6 says, Whereupon of the foundations thereof fastened, or who laid the cornerstone thereof? Now, watch verse number 7. When the morning stars sang together. Now, these morning stars are angelic beings. Because you know stars up there cannot, the physical stars are not going to be doing any singing, right? 
It says, when the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God, the sons of God are also angelic beings. It says, they shouted for joy. Now, if there's a celebration, if there's a celebration for the creation of the earth, then why would they celebrate over something in darkness? I'm going to make your mind think a little bit. I'm going to stretch your mind a little bit. If you're going to celebrate something, if they're celebrating with God about the creation, they would not be celebration, celebrating verse number 2. Because verse number 2 talks about how it was void and, and uh, 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 without form, right? But here it is, in Job chapter number 38, he's talking about how the angels are shouting for joy because here God has created the heavens and earth. So they are celebrating. They are celebrating, okay? Now, let's go to Isaiah chapter number 14. Back to Isaiah chapter number 14. Isaiah chapter number 14. Now, we've visited this part before, amen? But I discovered something else and where we are, and I, I was just so elated and I was so excited, amen? Isaiah chapter number 14. We're talking about the hidden mysteries of the beginning, okay? There's something that happened between verse and 1 and verse number 2 in Genesis chapter 1. That there are more than what we think that's out there. I mean, even before the beginning, we see that darkness. Even before the fall of man, there was a creation. Amen? There was a creation. Now, and, and we're going to see how verse number 2 comes into play. Now, remember now, verse number 1, they're, they're celebrating, they're celebrating. The angels, are, the, the sons of God, those are the angelic beings. They are celebrating and they are rejoicing and they are singing a song because of creation, okay? Now, let's, Isaiah chapter number 14, I'm going to begin reading at verse number 12. Are we there? Now, verse 12 says, How art thou fallen from heaven, Lucifer? Now, the word Lucifer there means renowned, or it means to shine, or to show, or to be boastful. Okay? But it also uh, identifies Lucifer, if the Word of God calls him the sun of the morning. Okay? He says, How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will do what? I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation. Lucifer is talking now. This is, the Bible says that he said this in his heart. In verse 13, the beginning part says, For thou hast said in thine heart. Okay? Now, we have to be careful what we say in our heart. It's not always what we speak out of our mouth because God knows what we're saying within our heart. Amen? So then he goes on and says, he said, my, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount, uh, mountain of the congregation in the sides of the north. Now, the, that word north there means the dark side. This is where he said he's going to sit. He's going he's to set up his, his kingdom uh, 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 on the north side, uh, and which the north represents the, uh, the dark side. Now, 
The only place Satan can operate is when we operate in darkness. He has been given legal access, legal right to operate in darkness. Okay? That's why it's so dangerous when we allow ourselves to come outside of the light, which is God, and allow ourselves to enter into darkness because we have just given Satan free reigns to come and do whatever he wants to because he operates in darkness. Okay? Now, let's continue. He's in verse number 14. He, he's talking now. He says, I will ascend upon the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most who? The most high. See, Satan wants to be like God. That's why he does what he does. That's why even when it came down to, to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and the Bible tells us that, that Lucifer, Satan himself, he was in the Garden of Eden. God is the one that produces, okay? So he had told Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply. So what does Satan want to do? He wants to have some seeds too. The Bible talks about Satan having seeds, okay? So that word of God is proof that he, he's at a place of reproduction. Now, watch what happens here. He, in verse 14, he said, I will ascend now above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be, God is speaking, yet thou shalt be brought down to where? Hell to the side of a pit. Now, that, that pit, now we know we got uh, some fallen angels that's already in the pit, already in hell, that's been chained down according to the scriptures. Amen. Now, verse number 16 says, They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee, and consider thee, saying, Is this the what? The man that made the earth to tremble, that this, that did shake kingdoms. That did shake kingdoms. God is saying, so listen, when, when at the end time, when, when things are all over and said and done, when we begin to look at the one that caused us all of these headaches and all these pains, then we're going to be amazed at what we see. But let's look at verse number 17. Verse 17 explains uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse number 2. Verse 17 says this, that made, we're talking about Lucifer now, right? Remember we talked about Lucifer. We, the whole lesson is talking about Lucifer right here. Verse 17 says, That made the what? World as a what? Wilderness. Okay? It made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof that opened not the house of what? His prisoners. Y'all catching that? Satan made his, when he made, when he made the fall now because prior to that now it, there was something there prior to Satan's fall now when he falls when you look at verse number seven it says that made the world because we're talking about Lucifer that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof now when you I just don't necessarily go back to Genesis chapter number 1. But when you're reading verse number 2, it says, And the earth was without form, and it was without, and, and void, and darkness, uh, darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So when he fell, that means the whole thing became uh, like a wilderness. Amen? According to that word. Y'all see that in verse 17? Uh, uh, is it stretching your head a little bit much? Amen. Because here it is. When darkness, dark, when, whenever darkness entered to anything, it makes a change. Here in verse 2, there was a change. 
Because we've already talked about how the angels had celebrated when God created the heavens and earth. Now, that was a celebration going on. But now, all that, that we see, here it is now. It says when Satan failed, because God said he was going to cast him down, he says that made the world, uh, he made the world a wilderness. And, so, and he destroyed the cities thereof. And now let's go to Hebrew chapter number 11. Let's slow down a little bit so we can breathe a little bit. Hebrews chapter number 11. That's going to walk us through the scriptures this morning. Hebrews chapter number 11. Remember now, it talks about the world, right? In, in verse number 17, it talked about the world. When Satan, when Satan made it a wilderness, okay? Now, when, when it was first made, first created, the heavens and earth, the angels are celebrating, the angels are rejoicing. Now Satan has fallen, and now that, that, that heaven and that earth, what has happened now, it is becoming ruined, the darkness. Now, Hebrew chapter 11, verse number 3. Because some of us think earth is the only thing here, that you know, this, is all, this is it, and, and, and you know, nothing else out there. But that's not what the Word says, all right? Now, Hebrew chapter 11, verse number 3. It says, through what? Faith. We understand that the what? What's the next word? Worlds with an S. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. It says, through faith, we understand the worlds with the S was made. So, spiritually, that's the only way you can accept and comprehend what God is saying. In our natural mind, we will never get it. Because we're still back in the old way of thinking. Amen? But it says through faith. I mean, you've got to have your spiritual ears, your spiritual cap on, in order to understand this is not the only world. Because the Word of God said there are worlds. Amen? So when we leave from this world, when we come up out of this world, we're going to go to our next assignment because there are other worlds out there. See, we have to broaden our mind. Amen? See, we have to understand that when we came here, when we came to earth, God gave us the suit called flesh. And this is what Satan loves. So we have to have on something that we'll be able to live on this planet called Earth. But we were on an assignment. Now some of us messed our assignment up. And some of us, you know, will carry out that assignment. Amen? But when it's over and done, when we leave up out of here, we are going because before... We were in the foreknowledge of God's mind. We were a forethought. We were in God's mind. We were, we were a spirit. Now, when he released us here on earth, now we become human, be human beings. Amen? So, we got to understand we can only comprehend these things by the mind of the spirit. We have to have spiritual understanding. If you don't believe when you get up out of here that you go on another assignment, there are a lot of people that has left here, they're already on the other assignment. Amen. And each assignment is even greater than the one that we have. So I can't wait to see what my next assignment is. Amen. Because we think, oh, it's over in there. No, no, no. There are worlds out there. And see, there's one, there, are worlds, there are some other beings out there as well in those other worlds. Amen. Amen. Go stretch your head a little bit. Stretching, stretching, stretching. Amen. You know, uh, uh, sometimes when they be talking about seeing these... Um, Fine saucers and all this stuff. You know, they're not really off-key. 
it, it's just us. Because we, we, we just don't believe that there are other beings. Okay? See, there are other beings out there. See, there are watchers, what the Bible says in, in the book of Daniel. There are watchers out there. And see, these watchers are, are, will make a declaration and will give an assignment. But that's also in, in the Word of God in the book of Daniel. Amen? But we don't want to go there today. Amen? Might be for a further time. Amen? Now, he talks about these worlds. And he talks about these worlds was framed by what? By the Word of God. So what we see here, that means God has already spoken the word, and the worlds were also created as well. Amen? Because it says they were framed. That's what the book says. Y'all believe the word of God? Y'all believe what they're saying here? Uh, so the worlds was framed by his word. You know, remember in Genesis 1 it talks about God says, let there be light. And all of a sudden everything began to come into place, right? He spoke a word. He, he challenged the darkness, and he brought forth light. He brought forth himself, okay? Now, let's go to Revelations chapter number 12. Amen. God is good. Amen. Amen. Revelations chapter number 12. Now, we're saying, well, I don't know about that. Well, let's, let's continue to let the Scriptures talk for us. Amen. Revelations chapter number 12. Revelations chapter number 12. The very last book in the Bible. Revelations chapter number 12. We're talking about the, the hidden mysteries of the beginning. See, there's so much there in the beginning because that was a world before that world of darkness was there. Because when Satan fell, he brought, that was darkness that fell and it destroyed everything. Because we learned that from the scripture in Isaiah chapter number 14, uh, verse number 17. Now, Revelations chapter number 12, are we there? All right, now, we're going to look at verse number 7. Verse 7 says... And there was what in heaven? War. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his what? Angels. Okay? So why was there a war in heaven? Why was there a confrontation between Michael, the good angels, and, and, and the dragon, which really is Lucifer, because it identifies Lucifer as being the dragon and Satan as well, and as the devil. Now, here it is. Verse 8 says, And they prevailed not, neither was there a place found any more in heaven. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. That's, we're talking about these rebellious angels. Their place was no longer found in heaven. Now, where did they go to? Okay. Now, let's look at verse number 9. Verse 9 says, And the great dragon was cast out, the old serpent, called who? The devil and Satan. See, these are his name, that old serpent. You remember now, we had that serpent in, in, in the Garden of Eden. And we identified the serpent, we dealt with this last week, to, we identified that serpent as Satan himself that was there talking, that voice uh, that he was listening to. Now he says, Call the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, he was what? Cast out, where? Into the earth. Okay? So he's cast out into the earth, and his angels was put, cast out with him. So, where did he appear when he was cast to the earth? Well, he goes back to Genesis chapter number 1. This is where he was. This is where he was. Uh, Genesis, yeah, going back to Genesis chapter number 1. All right. Now, 
Remember I said there's something that happened between verse 1 and verse 2, right? So now Satan has been cast, and the Bible says in Revelation, he was cast into the earth, okay? Now, he's, Satan represents darkness. He is darkness. And, and we understand from, from Isaiah uh, chapter 14, verse number 17, it talks about when he failed that it, the Word of God says that, that, that the world became a wilderness. Okay? Now, going back to Genesis chapter 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Okay? Now, looking at verse 2, it says, the earth was without form and void. Now, the Hebrew meaning for the word form means to lie waste. It means a desert place. It means confusion. But it also meant that it was a wilderness. Hmm. It was a wilderness. See, when you identify, see, that's why it's so important that we, we don't just read the word and not know what they mean. Because, see, our uh, English form uh, uh, translation, uh, our definition of the word form is entirely different from that Hebrew. Now, originally the Bible, the Old Testament is written in Hebrew. Now, when they began, uh, rewrote the Bible, you know, translated, I guess the better language to say, when they translated it at, in the English language, what happened was they left some ter they added some terms, and then they left some things out, okay? Now, when you look at the word form, it means, uh, okay, it says, and the earth was without form. The earth was, was lying in waste. Uh, it was a desert place. It was a place of confusion. Why? Because Satan now has come in and interrupted everything. Okay? It, it, it was confusion. And not only that, it was a place of wilderness. Okay? So, we understanding that, then it said, and it was also void. Now, in the Hebrew, the word void there means it was in ruins. It, it was empty. So, there was nothing there. I mean, when Satan came, he literally destroyed because of his presence. It's just like this. Whenever we allow the enemy, uh, Satan, to, to, to take over our uh, uh, temple, then all that darkness, what it does, it destroys the light. You know, you, you don't have that glow anymore. You don't have that thirst and hunger for God. You don't have none of that. All your, all your hunger for is uh, the things of the world, the things of darkness. And see, Satan operates in the flesh. See, that's where he operates. And so, if you ever known anybody that walked with God, that loved God at one point, and next thing you know, wow, is that they're a whole different person? It's because at that point they've allowed darkness to enter in, and, and we do not uh, um, change our lifestyle or change situations, then darkness is going to take over. It's just like this. When we walk into a place, when you walk into your home, thank you, Holy Spirit. When you walk into your home at night and all the lights cut off, right? It's, I mean, it's darkness, right? But the moment you flip on the switch, the light comes on, right? What is dispelled? Darkness is dispelled, okay? So it's vice versa. Now, if you take the, the things of the world and you apply that to your life, then what it does is it puts out your light. And the next thing you know, you're operating in darkness. So here it is now. He's, it's a the earth now has become a place of ruin. But before that, you remember now when we read in the book of Job, chapter number 38, it talks about how the angels were celebrating, they were singing because of the creation of the heavens and the earth, right? Now they're not singing because here it is, Satan now has gotten to a place where he has caused the earth to come into ruins. That's why there are hidden mysteries in the beginning. 
Amen. Amen. Are, 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 are you there? Are, are, you, are you getting it? Amen. Are you comprehending? Okay. All right. Now, watch this. Not only is it it's without form and void, and, and, and then the Bible says, And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now, what is darkness? How, how does, uh, uh, how is uh, darkness defined in Hebrew? Now, darkness is defined as withholding the light. Darkness is defined as withholding the light. It is also defined as destruction. It's defined as death. Because <laughs> anytime we walk in darkness, death is surely to come. Amen. Then it's also defined as ignorance. Huh. When you're in darkness, you're walking in ignorance. Amen. Amen. When you're in darkness, you're walking in ignorance. And it also defines uh, darkness as sorrow and wickedness. So, so when Satan fails, he's wicked, right? So when you're looking at that word darkness, you, you're talking about a whole array of things withholding the light. I mean... Withholding the light. When we walk in darkness, we withhold the light of God. We put out the light of God. So that's what happened when, when Satan come into, came into play. You know, ignorance came into the world. Amen? Ignorance came. Now, the Bible also talks about, and darkness was born the face of the deep. Now, what is that deep? What is that deep? What is that deep? Because what happened there, that, that, that the word deep there means water supply. In the Hebrew, the word deep there means water supply. So it's upon the face of the deep. It's upon the face of the water supply. See, darkness sits upon our blessing. When we allow darkness to come, it sits upon our blessings. So the supply, oh my God, I hear your Holy Spirit. The supply that the Lord has for us, what happens when we begin to operate in darkness, we cut off our water supply. We cut off our blessings when we begin to operate in darkness. Amen. Have you ever, have you ever uh, uh, walked outside the will of God and whatever God told you to, to do, and when you didn't do what he said, all of a sudden you start losing stuff? You hear what I'm saying? You know, all of a sudden your money real short. You know, you know, we might have been there beside me. You know, your money's short. You know what I'm saying? Your, your mind's short. Amen. I mean, nothing seems to go right. Everything tears up in the house. And next to no money, money, money. Well, we have to analyze and look at what have we done. You know, if when it comes down to, to, to our light not glowing, we're not glowing, we're not shining, we're not beaming, we have to look at, okay, what happened here, God? The water supply has been cut off. And the way the water supply is cut off, it's because of darkness. It's because of Satan. Amen. Anybody want to turn that switch on, cut the light on, let the water begin to flow? I love blessings. Amen. I love the blessings of God. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but I love the blessings of God. And I always, one thing I do, when, when things start going wrong, first thing I begin to do, I got to check my water supply. I got to check it out. I got to check out self and see what in the world is going on. What did I do? Because it wasn't God now. Because, you know, he said he would supply all of our needs according to his riches in glory. He doesn't run out. Well, he said he'll supply all of our needs. All of them. See, some things that, that we will, 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 um, we're seeking after or we are lacking on, some of those things are needs. And the reason why is uh, those needs are not being met is because we ourselves cut off the water supply. Amen? So we have to analyze that. We have to look at ourselves. Amen? God, this is a good word, ain't it? 
It's a great word. It's, it's an awesome word. You know, we've got to understand that now. You, know, you don't want to cut off the water supply. Because when you cut off your blessings, you know, that means you affect some other people around you. Because it talks about uh, 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 um, the how uh, we have these showers of blessings. And then if we're in close proximity, then what happens is them blessings is going to flow on the who's around you. But if, if you mess around and you mess up the water supply, well, you, not only does it affect you, but it's going to affect those around you. Amen. God, I mean, God is an awesome God. Amen. Amen. So, so, so what we see, we're seeing hidden, hidden, hidden treasures from the very beginning to help us to understand from the beginning, even all the way to the book of Revelations. Now, then it says this, and in order, to, here's the answer, here's the answer to get our water supply cut back on. It says, and the what? The Spirit of God what did it do? It moved upon the face of the waters. The same place where darkness set is the same place that God moved upon. Amen. Y'all see that in the Word. You, you, you see that in the Word. It, it says there, and I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read it again. It says, And the earth was without form, and it was void, and darkness, ignorance, darkness, darkness, withholding the light, it was upon the face of the deep. Now, that deep is the water supply. Then it says, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The same place that darkness was upon, God moves upon that same place. Because what he does, he said, I've got to get rid of this darkness. He said, and I said, okay, God, how, do, how, how are you getting rid of the darkness? How has darkness uh, just gotten rid of, okay? Now, look, let's look at verse number three. Verse number three says, and God said, God challenged what he did. God will challenge the darkness. We've got to be willing, amen, to let God challenge the darkness and speak into us, amen. Now, verse number three says, and God said, let there be what? Light. And there was light. Now, let, I'm going to show you something. Uh, let, when, we're still in the book of Genesis, chapter number one. Okay? God said, and let there be light, and there was light. He's saying, let it be him. God has to show up on the scene in order to dispel, dispel darkness. Now, it's not you, but it's God. See, God is light. And, and the Bible says, in him is no darkness at all. So, he has to show up in our lives in order for the darkness to dispel. Now, watch this. He says in verse 4, and God saw the light, and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Now, there you go, division. He divided the light from the darkness. Now, we would naturally think, Holy Spirit, I thank you because you just gave me this. You would naturally think that he talks about a separation of day and night in the natural. No. What he's saying is, he's, he, says, he says this, And God saw that the light, that it was, good, uh, it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. There comes a time in our life we have to separate ourselves from darkness. You see, that's what he was saying. He had to separate the light from the darkness. Unless we separate the light from the darkness within our own lives, we will forever have that battle going on. That's why there's such a battle, because we're trying to operate in both light and dark. You, know, you can't operate in both arenas. Because, see, there's a realm there, that, that, that's a realm where God operates, and then there's that realm where Satan operates. So there's got to be a separation. You can't live for God today and live for the devil tomorrow. Or you can't live for God today and live for the devil the same day. It just don't work. Because, no, that's right, baby, it's not working. So we've got to understand now, all we're doing is we're cutting, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. 
We are cutting off the water supply. We are cutting off our own blessings when we allow darkness to come in and set upon the face of the deep. I mean, that's heavy. I mean, he's right there sitting up on, he's almost sitting on your blessings to do. And he'll sit there until we cry out to God, and God will come in and he will dispel the darkness. Amen? That's, that's just powerful. I mean, that just, that is, that is powerful. That is, that, that's just powerful. And, and, and then God says in verse number five, he says, And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning was the first day. Now, is that not interesting? In verse number 3, God says, let there be light. And there was light. Well, I thought you needed day and night. You, you got to have, uh, and also when it comes down to the sun and the moon, you got to have sun for the day. You got to have moon for the night. So something happens there. there there's something going on even there. Uh, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning was the first day. Now, the evening represents our best state. Okay, uh, the morning is a time of breakthrough. Okay, now most times we don't operate in our evening state, which is the best state. That that is your higher being. See, there's a lower self. Now, in our lower self is where where Satan operates. Now, I found something else very interesting uh, 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 in, in my studies, and 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 it talked about when Satan, uh, when God gives him the the curse. And he tells him he's going to be uh, on his belly. He will go forth on his belly, right? And he will eat, eat, eat the dust. Well, normally we would think the belly is something that pertains to the body. But no, that word belly there represents he will be in his lower self. See, there's a lower self because, see, now Satan has been demoted. He's no longer the angelic being. He had been demoted, so he's in his, operating in his lower self because that's what he does now upon earth. He operates in his lower self. He will never get back to who he was, the son of the morning. He'll never get back there. He'll never get back there. Amen. Throw that, throw that out there, that little nugget. Amen. I don't know if God let me throw it out again or give me something with it. I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for what he's giving. Now, verse number 6 says, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Let it divide the waters from the waters. Let me see if I can find this. I hadn't planned on going here, but I'm going to see if I can remember where I saw it. In, I think I saw it in, um, oh yes. Let's go to uh, Second Peter. Let's go to Second Peter, chapter number 3. Remember now, verse 6 says, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And then seven says, And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which is above the firmament, and it was so. Talking about the heavens. Now, Second Peter chapter number three. Dealing with these waters. You know, dealing with these waters. Second Peter chapter number three. Over there. Okay. Now, here there was some contention in Second Peter in regarding to uh, the return of Christ. All right, now, I'm going to begin reading, I'm going to begin reading verse 1 in chapter number 3, okay? It says, uh, this second epistle, beloved, I, know, I now write unto you, and both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. The Holy Spirit is stirring up some pure minds today, amen, has been for weeks. 
Now verse 2 says, That ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets, and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and, Lord and Savior. Verse 3, Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lusts. Verse 7 says, And saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the what? The creation. Look at verse number five. For this they willingly are what? Ignorant of that by the word of God, the heavens with an S were of where of old. And the earth doing what? Standing out of the water and in the water. Wow. Whereby the worlds, verse 6, whereby the worlds that, that then was being overflooded with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, okay, by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the death judgment and prediction, prediction uh, of ungodly men. So, it, it tell, lets us know that, and Second Peter that that the world it was it says it was, the earth was standing in water, the world was in water and out of water. See, the world at that time it it, it was in such a chaotic and disorder, then it was covered completely with water. Okay, so God had to do some separating. Amen. He had to do some separating. Now, verse number eight says, and God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning was the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together the waters called the seas, and God saw that it was good. And God said, verse 11, Let the earth bring forth a grass, or the herb se uh, yielding seeds, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. Now, I want you to jump to verse number 14. Verse number 14 says this in Genesis chapter 1. Verse 14 says, And God said, Let there be what? Lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. Okay? What I thought in verse number 3, it said, God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Now, in verse 14, now on the scene, he's beginning to, to bring about some creations, some things within the heavens. And God said, let there be lights in the front of the heavens by, um, to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs, for seasons, for days, and for years. And let them be for lights in the front of the heavens to give light upon the earth, and it was so. Verse 16, and God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. Now, if he did that, if he made all those things at that point, then what was in verse number 3? You remember talking about verse number 3? It says, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And, 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 and it says, God said, let that be me. And, then God, and, and it did happen. God came on the scene, but he did not create the, the, the sun, the moon, and the stars for verse number 14. So, so it could not be in that, that when he said, let there be light, all of a sudden the sun and the moon and the stars came. Because it didn't come to verse number 14. 
Yeah, so, so we have to be careful for the things that we're listening to or the things that we've been taught along the way. The only way we're going to know truth is we're going to have to dig. Because and when we begin to dig, we will find those hidden mysteries that's in the Word of God. In the beginning, there was another creation before verse number 2. We, do, we have no idea how long it was between verse number 1 and 2 and verse number 3. When God began to say, let that be light, he said, let that be myself, because he wanted to dispel that darkness. There were some things that was there that God had to take care of and to deal with. We don't know. The Bible says one day with the Lord is like a thousand years. So we don't know if it, if it was a thousand years. We don't know if it was two thousand years. We don't know if it was six thousand. We have no clue how long it was before all of a sudden the new earth come into existence. Because if you think about when you go in the book of Revelation, it talks about never a new heaven and a new earth. So, see, our mind is so small that we will not allow God to expand our mind. And then most preachers are too afraid to speak what's in the Word of God. Because they're going to think, okay, they're going to think I'm crazy. Well, you are, because you ain't dug deep enough to see what the Word of God says. There was something else going on before let God be light came into existence. Satan had came in, brought confusion, he brought disorder, the place was ruins, the place was ruined. It's all in the Scripture. There was war in heaven. He tried to upset his authority. God kicked him out, put him on the earth, and he blocked out everything on earth. It became a desert. It became a wilderness. And God said, this can't be. And then God stepped on the scene. Hey, thank you. Thank you, God. He steps on the scene. And he said, I'm the man. Satan, I'm the man. And hold on to you. When he stepped on the scene in our life, he tells the devil, I'm the man. This is my temple. Woo, hallelujah. Oh, it, God, is it not wonderful to be serving the man? I mean the king of kings, the Lord of lords. You know, oh, oh my God. He's the one we want to serve. Amen. Amen. He can change every situation, every circumstance that we got going on in our life. All we got to do is let him step in. We got to let him step in and, and go to work. Go to work. Let God, God's not, let me, he's saying, let me come in and go to work. He said, let me come in. He said, you got some darkness on your deep. You got darkness on your blessings. You, you got darkness on your life. Life is a blessing. You got darkness sitting there. He said, let me step on it. And let me change things. Come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Even a baby over there clapping. Amen. Amen. We just honor the Lord today. We are thankful to the Lord today. We're thankful because he stepped into our lives. Amen. And I wouldn't trade him for nothing in this world. There's nothing out there that I want that, that, to replace God in my life. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just thankful for the hidden mysteries of the beginning. There are hidden mysteries. I don't know where else God's going to take us, but I do know. I'm talking about in the Word, in the Scriptures. But I do know there are some more hidden mysteries in the Word. Amen. And I can't wait to see what He's going to show us next. Amen. I'm excited. Anybody excited besides me? I'm excited. Amen. I am excited. Amen. I'm, anybody learning besides me? I am learning. Amen. I'm learning. I'm learning. And I'm thankful. And I, and I will not, and I refuse to be narrow-minded 
not to be able to hear what God is saying. Amen. Because it's just so much and so much. That's another, there's another amen corner. Jonathan. Amen. That's all right. Let's give God a hand.